welcome to the Enlightened Practice Podcast, brought to you by the Luminello Electronic Medical Record folks. Here are your hosts, Dr. Ken Braslow and Dr. Carrie Kagan. Hey, Carrie, welcome to our first episode of the Enlightened Practice Podcast. Hi, Ken. Today, we're going to be talking about scheduling and the joys and the pain that go along with running one's own practice and scheduling the clientele. We can talk about the very basics, but we'll also maybe talk about some scenarios and talk about kind of just an administrative point of view. But then also there's a lot of psychology underneath scheduling uh, that shouldn't be missed out on. So uh, maybe we should start off talking about uh, what it's like in your practice now, and then we could think about what it would be like for a new grad who's just starting out in practice and has a blank slate and wants to set up their their schedule template. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm curious now, tell us what your general schedule is, and then we can start to pick it apart. Yeah, I know. And it's so important because it, it, my schedule has evolved so much from when I first started out in private practice to where I'm at now. Um, but for where I'm at now, my schedule is daytime hours only. So I start early at 8am and I'm done around three or four, just depending on the day. And my, I am a very... At this point in my career, I'm pretty rigid about my schedule, as in I don't make many exceptions because I chose those hours for reasons that are important in my personal life. Like, for example, I have children, and so I need to be there for my children after those hours. So there's not much flexibility. And that's a big guiding, you know, what has guided me in terms of making my schedule that way. Uh, or a big part of what's guided me. And that's really different than when I first started out. But uh, these days, my schedule is early morning to late afternoon, three days a week. Um, that has also changed because of the pandemic. I used to be four days a week, but in the pandemic, I've had to adjust and it's three. And yeah, I'm happy to talk more about why I made those changes and what it was like earlier on. But I'm also curious to hear where, what your schedule is like. Sure. And do you work weekends at all? or I don't work weekends, no. Okay. So And holidays? No, which has also been a change. I now don't work all the federal holidays, the holidays that someone would have off in a, I guess, normal, not private practice job. Um, However, I used to work holidays in the beginning or some holidays anyways. Um, Now I'm a a bit more protective of of taking some time off when other people are taking time off as well. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So I uh, work about half-time private practice uh, because I've got um, Luminello to um, to occupy me uh, much of the time. So it's three to four days a week, and it's mostly during the middle of the day. However, because I work with kids and families, I do reserve a little time two days a week uh, in the afternoons to see kids after school. But in general, most child psychiatrists probably work a lot of afternoons and maybe into the evenings. Certainly when I started out, uh, my hours were weighted very differently. I started much later in the day. No no kid wants to come in at 8 a.m., nor does any parent want to bring their child in at 8 a.m. So I would start uh, early afternoon and then go into the evening. 
And that was ideal for my patients. But as uh, my life evolved and those hours uh, were also wanting to go elsewhere, I had to come up with a balance. Um, when I started out, I would occasionally see people on the weekend uh, because I lived very close to my office and it worked for them and it was nice. I could sneak in a patient or two. And so it, it seemed like a win-win. But yeah, once you have kids, all of that seems to go away pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And I used to work most holidays because I thought I want to choose my holidays. I don't want anybody else to tell me when to take a day off. And now I just don't even bother because so many of my patients or the families are off those days and don't want to come in. And right. it's just too challenging to fight it. And yeah, the, re the amount of rescheduling was yeah. uh, more administrative burden than it was worth. Yeah, I've had a very similar experience um, on those kinds of days. And I'm curious, in terms of how you set up your schedule on any given day, do you see clients back to back? Or how do you integrate breaks throughout your day? I typically do see patients in bundles. But I do allow a small break in between each patient. I've gone back and forth on this throughout the years. I when I was starting out, I wanted to be as efficient as possible and get as many patients in consecutively. And what I found was that um, that worked okay until I moved to an office where the bathroom was like on the other side of the building that I was working and that um, I would end up starting sessions late because of the transit time it took me to get to the bathroom and come back. And so it was just too much pressure. Uh, I didn't want to have to sprint, uh, you know, between patients. So I decided to put uh, five minute intervals in between. And that allowed me to do two things. One, allow me to run over a few minutes if I needed to without this feeling inside of mm -hmm. uh, anxiety, because I knew my next patient was in the waiting room, getting anxious mm -hmm. because we were starting late. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I typically like to start on time and end on time, but lots of powerful things come up in session and it's not always appropriate to end right on the dot. And mm -hmm. I didn't want the pressure. I wanted to be yeah. fully available for my patient without thinking about that we're running over. Yeah. Um, so mostly I just didn't want the stress from it. Um, yeah. But only doing five minutes allowed me to still maintain a mostly efficient schedule as opposed to like scheduling yeah. on the hour which right. sounds nice, but I, my med checks are typically half an hour and my therapy patients are typically 45 minutes. So right. on the hour just doesn't really fit. Right. So I, yeah. I end up having some like funky schedule times. Like I see people on the, in five minute intervals. So right. 10 55 or 11 40. Yeah. Um, but um, nobody seems to, I've never had anybody say, wow, that's a really odd time to start a session. So I keep right. doing it. Uh, and it. That's worked out pretty well. It makes uh, a lot of sense. Yeah. And then I would, when I was seeing, uh, I, I used to have days where I saw patients all day and I would try and uh, bundle um, phone call time with email time with lunch. Um, right. Typically like... 20 to 30 minutes after a certain 
consecutive number of patients. And I experimented throughout with what could I, how far could I go with before I needed a longer break? Yeah. And generally I found that I could see five patients in a row without a break, but I was really feeling it at the end. And uh, my stomach would growl in session and (laughs) just was, it was just working too hard. So typically I would go four in a row and then take a break and then, uh, you know, however many more, three or four more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My, my stamina has evolved over time as well as in lessened um but yeah I guess for what we do we have different um yeah different kinds of schedules because I don't have um med evals so I don't have those like 30 minute or, or shorter appointments so I do schedule on the hour and I've toyed around with um so usually I see six in a day I've toyed around with two and then a 30 minute break two and then a 30 minute break Mm. and then two and then other times doing three hour break and three Mm -hmm. and honestly either one works for me um uh it just depends on um the day or what has been going on in my life so a more like specific thing that I've had to take into consideration with breaks was being a new, uh, being a mom two different times, two different babies. Mm-hmm. I've had to think about needing to take time for, for mommy things like pumping. And that's influenced when I schedule breaks and how I do that. But, um, but I definitely need one to two breaks, either two shorter ones, one longer one. And this speaks to like more of like the clinical implications of the schedule that I think earlier on, I was more earlier on in my career, I was more inclined to push myself. And then just as I've changed, as um, my life has become a little bit busier, just becoming a parent over the course of being in private practice so far, um, I've realized how important these breaks are for me to be able to do this job, right? It's a pretty um, demand, emotionally demanding job, not one that's easy to like power through. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure this is true for a lot of different jobs, but it feels particularly true in this case that breaks are are really important just for being able to like do a, a, to do a good job of what we do. So I think it is important for anyone starting out to really think about or to, to test out like where their limit is and cons- and uh, considering, you know, planning breaks where that limit is and not necessarily trying to push too much because it does take away from the clinical work at that point. Um, so it's worth putting thought in and it's worth paying attention to and being super open to the need um, to change, which I've had to do as well. Uh, when I realized like something isn't working in my schedule uh, because it's too many clients in a row or an hour is too late or too early, um, you know, needing to give myself permission, but oftentimes needing permission from needing to get permission from colleagues that it was okay to make a change. Um, even once I ha- had already committed with a client to a certain time, uh, that's that's been really important because sometimes we're just learning as we go and 
we might need to make a change and it's in everyone's best interest. Oh, I changed my template every <laughs> six months when I started. Or I remember thinking even uh, what's the best quality care here? Like I, when I started out, I was seeing um, up to 10 therapy patients a day. And wow. I really enjoyed it. You know, it was like in training, you were doing all this admin stuff or uh, rotations that weren't really things that I was so interested in. But when I uh, got into my practice, I thought, oh, I can finally just do what I love doing. And I just went uh, full bore into it. And then I realized, um, like around maybe my ninth patient of the day, like if it were a 10 patient day, I was just like, oh, I, you know, that the sun had risen and set and I was still in the office and I was getting cranky with dinner time and um, I was just fading. I'll make a pause here to invite our listeners to share this podcast with others if you find it useful. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, send us your questions and comments. Our email is enlightenedpractice at luminello.com. That's enlightenedpractice at luminello.com. Now back to the conversation. And I just didn't think it was fair. Like for my last patient, I would always rally. You know, I'd, I'd hear like the Rocky theme song in the back of my head. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay, you know, one more and I'm out of here. Um, but, I, but for my second to last patient, I always felt like, ah, oh, they're not really getting 100% of me and they deserve that. And so yeah. that's when I shifted gears to um, cutting back a little bit. So I didn't burn out and to be more fair to them and scheduling more generous breaks in between so that um, it was a win-win for everyone. I think when you're first starting out, uh, we'll talk about new grads in a little bit, but I'll just say in general, first starting out, you just want to get that schedule filled. Uh, at least I did. Yeah. And then yeah. I think you hit a point where you're like, oh, okay, that's not actually the highest value. And right. there's also some um, risk in doing that. Um, we can come back to that later, though. So, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so if a new patient says, uh, you know, I can only meet after work um, or on the weekends, what what do you say to them? Um, yeah, at this, at this point, um, I don't make exceptions. So I say you know, I don't have that availability and I'm happy to connect you with someone who might, and I will work to try to find them someone who might have that availability and give them those references. But, um, at this point, as, as I mentioned earlier, I'm pretty rigid and strict with my hours. Um, and, you know, in comparison to earlier on, I would stretch like, um, I would stretch a little bit. Um, and what happened when I did that was sometimes I found myself kind of feeling resentful. Um, and it wasn't the, uh -huh. the client's fault, of course. Um, but it, when I found myself in the office, for example, for an 8 p.m. client, when I really only wanted to end at 7 p.m., oh, wow. um, you know, I would be annoyed that I was there. So I learned early on that it's, again, not in anyone's best interest to push and, and 
um, it's better to refer out. Um, and that's more important to me now, but yeah, earlier on, I might've felt more, you know, if the goal was to see as many clients as I can just for training purposes, um, and getting the experience and building up momentum in private practice, it makes a little bit more sense to maybe have like more flexibility, but, um, yeah, as my priorities have shifted, I can, I realized I can do it all, even though I will say, I remember being scared at first to set boundaries around my schedule. I felt worried that I wasn't going to be able to fill my schedule or, um, you know, didn't feel in a position to turn people away. But as advice that was given to me was, you know, basically if I hold my, you know, if I, uh, hold the boundaries and, um, um, you know, then, then people do adjust either. Like if someone really can't, like another person will be able to, or clients can actually be more flexible than maybe they originally thought. And that's been absolutely true for me. Um, but I remember it felt like a risk or a little bit of a leap of faith at first when I gave up some of my flexibility and held on to more of my, my like ideal schedule. Yeah. Um, how, how do you handle it when, well, when I have on my voicemail on my website and on my pre-screen form that I do not work weekends and I'm not available for late morning or early morning or, uh, early evening appointments. And I, that probably keeps people from even, um, contacting me further, um, However, still sometimes people do, even in spite of all of that, and we try and make it really clear. And even in scheduling the evaluation session, you can see uh, if people really need it. Sometimes it's just not meant to be. And mm-hmm. I agree with you. Far better to just say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm just not the right person for you than to push it. Because if you push it for the evaluation session, you're setting an expectation for them that you can, you have the option to push it. And then what if you don't? in the future and now you're um that could trigger psychological um dynamic between the two of you where it looks like you're um and you know the position of power and uh, it's just all this um meta um psychology that's interfering with the actual clinical question that they're coming to work on with you so yeah. i just don't do it now um yeah. perhaps uh later on in life, uh, once kids are out of the house and on their way, I would consider it. um, One of the schedule ideas that I've toyed with um, for for down the road uh, is a few patients in the morning, like uh, three or four in the early hours, and then go live and (laughs) then come back in the early evening for a few hours. And to that way you don't feel overwhelmed at any one time and, but you're offering prime time slots right. and, um, but yeah, not there. <laughs> not yeah, anytime that would be soon. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. All right. So I noticed we're uh, coming up on time for, for today's discussion. So we didn't uh, get to talk about uh, approaching setting up a schedule from a, for a new grad. So maybe let's talk about that next time. And then also uh, we didn't talk about online booking. 
and how that plays a role. So we can add that to the list. Uh, but thank you for chatting with me about uh, the intricacies of scheduling today. This was really interesting. Yeah, thank you. Always. All right. Talk to you soon, Carrie. Take care. Okay. Bye. If you like today's podcast and want to hear more, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have a question you'd like to be discussed on a future podcast, send it to enlightenedpractice at luminello.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.